Welcome to the Taiwanese Diaspora Podcast. You're listening to Episode 4. 大家好,欢迎收听台湾人网络广播的这个Podcast节目. 这是第四集。Hey everyone, thanks for joining. We are here today at a hospital in Boston to talk to Dr. Ed Chu. Hey Ed, thanks for joining me today. Can you do a quick self-introduction in Chinese and English about who you are and what you do? My name is Ed. I am a 35-year-old guy. I'm living in New York. Uh, I'm a cardiology fellow, currently in my last year of training. Um, I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. My parents grew up in Taiwan, and my grandparents were all from China, Um, and I'm currently here in Boston doing some moonlighting and hanging out with Cynthia. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood in Florida as an Asian American? Yeah, Uh, I went to public school all my life growing up, K through 12, and not that many um, Asians, not that many East Asians, a lot of Filipinos. Um, I went to Chinese school growing up. My parents forced me to go every Sunday. Um, they also forced me to only speak to them in Mandarin at home. So if I spoke to them in English, they would respond back to me in Mandarin and then reprimand me for not using Mandarin. Um, they forced me to only use chopsticks, even when it didn't make sense, um, when a fork would have been easier. Uh, and I only went back to Taiwan when I went to Asia, and that was maybe like once every other year. So for the longest time, I actually thought I was like through and through Taiwanese, um, even though I now realize that my roots are probably more from China. One of your parents is Hakka, right? Yeah, so my dad is Kajara, mm-hmm. which um, I had zero uh, sense of what that meant um, when I was growing up because I apparently didn't even realize that uh, my roots were actually from China and not Taiwan. Only more recently, now having met my fiance Lisa and her asking me a bunch of deep questions about my historical roots, have I really been forced to sort out like where my parents are from and where my culture background truly is. What are some of the interesting things you've discovered? I still have not been back to China. I think when I was growing up, when my grandparents were still alive, my grandparents, my mom's side, who I was closest to, um, I guess had grown up quite wealthy in China, I believe, I think in an area around Hong Kong. And when the Communist Revolution happened, my grandfather, on my mom's side, had fled as a farmer to Taiwan. And then because of the fear of what happened, he would like never want my mom or any of his grandkids go back to China for fear of like getting killed or like old retributions from the communist revolution. What did you learn when you're talking about like uncovering some more family history? What have I uncovered? Well, the big one was that I'm not, I guess, like aboriginal Taiwanese. Even Most though, of us aren't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, although I have only gone to Taiwan 
um, in Hong Kong a couple times, but I've never been to China. So I still culturally identify with Taiwan, and all my favorite Chinese foods are all Taiwanese street foods and um, and whatnot. For example, Taiwanese breakfast is probably breakfast in general is one of my favorite is my favorite meal of the day, and I think Taiwanese breakfast is my favorite type of breakfast. Things like tom yum bing and doujiang and I can't even think of all the other. I can pick it out on a menu. I probably can't remember what the pronunciation is. Mine is fan fan. <laughs> yeah, 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 fan fan definitely. So I think just learning that I'm actually not as Taiwanese as I thought in heritage. I guess if you trace back the roots, was a big thing for me to learn. I think I have since become more appreciative um, of retaining. Like a Chinese slash Taiwanese slash East Asian culture, as I am now going to get married soon and probably have to deal with things like, do I want my own kids to retain some sort of heritage? Because I've met East Asians who haven't, and it seems seems a little bit weird to me、uh, because my parents pushed it so hard on me. So I think things like that, I'm starting to think a little bit more about things that I didn't have to think about when I was five years old growing up in Orlando. Are you thankful that your parents forced you to speak Chinese at home? I think so. I think my parents always had this thought that like China was gonna like take over the world one day, and that it was just a matter of time. And I thought that was maybe just like a little bit too Chinese centric, and they were maybe a little bit too prideful of their culture. But now in 2019, like China's economy is going crazy, and America's economy is weak. So I don't know if my parents were really predictive or if they just. Got lucky in trying to force me to be more culturally Chinese, but it definitely didn't hurt either way. So I think I'll probably continue the tradition. All right. So fast forwarding to now, when did you know you wanted to become a doctor? I think I wanted to become a doctor. So there are no physicians in my immediate family. I have an uncle in Taiwan who's a doctor, and that was it. And I think. I realized I wanted to become a doctor when I started to enjoy volunteering and helping people,、um, and then I explored that a little bit more. And then I combined that with wanting to build things, create things. I, when I was growing up, I wanted to work for Disney because Disney was in Orlando, and I really wanted to be what they now call an Imagineer. Those are the guys; those are the engineers who take the movies and create roller coasters and rides out of them. So I wanted to go into. So I wanted to help people, but I wanted to build things. I ended up doing biomedical engineering in undergrad, and then when I came out, I worked for a biomedical company for a while. But then I realized that I didn't like the corporate life. So then I just went full fledged into going pre med, and ended up、um, going to med school and going through residency. Do you think you were well informed when you picked medicine? Like, did you know like how long the road was going to be? I think. I will preface it by saying that every Asian parent wants their kid to become a doctor, and if not that, maybe a lawyer, and if not that, to make money doing something else. So I think there's always this hidden push just from the cultural background.、Um, I think by the time I actually was gonna go into med school, or I was applying for med school, I was already two years out of college. I already had a job at Medtronic, the biotech company, and I had a decent salary. And it was interesting because my parents actually by that time were telling me to not go to medical school because I was already living in Orlando and I was living at home with them and I was making money and I had this whole comfortable lifestyle. So it was really weird for them to then 
not want me to go to med school. So I kind of had to be rebellious and go against what they wanted again. So I kind of had a sense of the road ahead, but I was only 23 or 24 at the time, and I couldn't imagine myself just working in the corporate American environment for like another 10, 15 years. Yeah. What about the corporate life do you think was not a good fit for what you wanted to be or do? I, I didn't like, so I worked for a biomedical company, so which had a mission statement of, um, what was the mission statement? It was alleviating pain, restoring health, extending life, which I thought sounded really good on paper and it was really noble. But I think when you work for a corporate company, at the end of the day, the bottom line is always sales and marketing and making sure that you are making money. And I felt like, I thought combining that goal with the health goal oftentimes didn't sit correctly because in my role, I was in a sort of a sales division. Um, we were always, there's always this push to sell more and to meet a certain bottom line. And I felt like that was a weird end goal to have. It kind of offset the more noble goal of making people feel better. Mm-hmm. And so I figured that the corporate lifestyle wasn't for me because of the difficulty in reconciling the noble goal of like helping people and then the practical goal of selling. So then I went into medicine or I became a physician so I could do more of the helping people and less of the corporate selling part. So then when in medicine or when in med school did you decide that you wanted to specialize? And then how did you decide what you wanted to specialize in? When I was at Medtronic, I was doing cardiology. I was doing pacemakers, defibrillators, and I really enjoyed doing that. But again, I didn't enjoy doing the sales part. So when I went into med school, it was very focused I already had an interest in cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular health, even specifically pacemakers and defibrillators. And so I think with that mindset, I always knew that if I'd liked, if nothing else in medicine excited me, then at least I was interested in cardiology because that's what I was exposed to. And so now fast forward 10 years, I guess I had explored a lot of other things and I'm back doing cardiology again. Um, and specifically, I'll be doing pacemakers and defibrillators in the next couple of years. So it's really been full circle, um, more than a decade of leaving Medtronic, which did devices and pacemakers and defibrillators, and wait 10 more years of just pure training to essentially go back and go back into the same cardiovascular field of pacemakers and defibrillators, but now as a physician instead of as a biomedical engineer. That's really cool. So for those who are Asian Americans who might be considering something along the lines of medicine or biomedical engineering? What sort of tips or advice or lessons do you have? Well, it's interesting because I have a brother who's four years younger who has always been, for lack of a better word, sort of following in my footsteps. And he took time off after college and was also contemplating going to med school. And I distinctly remember telling him not to go to med school because I feel like a lot of people pursue a medical degree for things like wanting to help people and having a stable career. And maybe some people even think that becoming a physician will land you a lot of money. But I feel like the stress of becoming a physician, the stress of being a physician is probably not worth any of the endpoints of either wanting to help people, which I think you can do through philanthropy, through volunteering in your free time, through a bunch of other metrics that don't impair your lifestyle and cause you to have 10 years worth of training in debt. There are definitely better ways of making money, and there are definitely better ways of having a stable career. So I think unless there's something else 
that really compels you to want to pursue medicine, help people, and really sacrifice your own life for others, which is exactly what I told my brother. I, I said, don't do it. Um, I think people need to think long and hard. And my brother didn't listen to me, and he's now in psychiatry residency. But I think he enjoys it. I think you have to really enjoy challenging yourself all the time and essentially getting feedback well into your 30s on everything from how you speak to how you look to how you think to how you perform it's just 360 evaluation for like 10 plus years in your life when at the age of 30 you could be like a md in a in a financial institution making six figures and and doing other things in your life that are a lot more uh, comfortable that's great advice so what do you do when you're not at the hospital I think I have a very work hard, play hard mentality, which means I don't sleep as much. And I think it's because when I'm in the hospital, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do when I'm not in the hospital. When I'm not in the hospital, I'm trying to figure out how my patients are doing in the hospital. So I feel like that doesn't leave that much time to do things like sleep and meditate. So outside the hospital, I enjoy traveling a lot. I have a lot of friends that are getting married. I just recently went to Australia for a friend's wedding. I like to catch up on things I used to do as a kid, so I'm collecting a lot of comics now. Um, I used to read a lot of X-Men and DC Comics, and fortunately DC and Marvel are producing a lot of movies, so it's a lot more mainstream and it's not as nerdy. So I go to a lot of uh, comic conventions, New York Comic Con, Boston Comic Con. Um, I have a lot of friends that have dispersed across the country um, after training or for training in other medical specialties on the West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, so I catch up a lot with them. Um, and I'm also planning a wedding, which is sucking up a lot of my time. Uh, and then I moonlight on the side. So I feel like there's probably only two or three things that I can really do outside of medicine. And that's sort of where I spend all my time. That's awesome. Thanks so much for your time today, Ed. I know you need to get back to work now. Good luck with your wedding and we'll talk again soon. Cool. Thanks.